0: Hey, this is Alana and you are listening to the Successful Writer Podcast. Welcome. Hope it's been a great day for you so far. Today's recording is all about helping you to feel empowered by talking about what you do owe your readers and what you don't. Oh, to your readers, I hope that this is encouraging for you. Today's episode is being sponsored by our Patreon group. You can go to patreon.com slash writing cave and sign up for one of our marketing levels for help with your marketing for one of our writing levels for help with your word counts and productivity and accountability, or you can sign up for both, and we will see you in the writing cave at patreon.com slash writing cave, and now I hope you enjoy today's episode of the Successful Writer Podcast. Hi there. So in our Writing Cave Patreon group, we recently had this great discussion that I wanted to go a little bit more in-depth on in today's video. And the question that came up is, what do we owe our readers? What don't we owe our readers? And we'll also talk a tiny bit about what our readers owe us and what our readers do not owe us. So that is the kind of topic of the day. So the very first thing that you owe to your readers is a great story with a professional delivery. So pretty self-explanatory, Write a great story, have it professionally published in terms of, you know, the quality of the editing and things like that. That is the main thing that you owe to your readers. You owe them a great book. What you also really owe your readers is respect and gratitude for sure. So there are some authors and I will admit that I get this way a little bit like it can be kind of annoying to hear from readers like, hey, when's your next book come out and things like that. But we owe our readers a tremendous amount of gratitude because if we did not have readers, we wouldn't be making money from our books. So I would say we owe our readers tremendous gratitude, and a lot of respect, even if I'm sure everybody listening has come across readers who just sometimes they might rub you the wrong way. Sometimes they might act entitled or things like that to getting your books for free. We're going to discuss that for sure when we talk about what your readers owe you and don't owe you. Um, Spoiler alert, they owe you money for your books in general, like with exceptions for ARC teams and things. But anyway, what you owe to your readers to recap, a great book, and gratitude and respect, right? That is kind of it. So now let's talk about all the things that you do not owe to your readers. You do not owe them a completed series, all right? Some people are going to always finish a series no matter what. Maybe it doesn't sell well, maybe they hate writing it, but you're just gonna finish it. That is your prerogative, but you do not owe it to your readers to complete that series. Now, some of you might decide that you owe it to yourself to say, hey, I started something, I'm gonna see it through. And some of you are going to stay motivated by remembering that your readers are expecting a completed series, but you do not owe your readers a completed series. Okay, so here the difference here. You do not always, have to finish your series, but sometimes it's gonna be the right thing to do. But you get to decide whether you finish a series or whether you walk away. You don't owe your readers just because you wrote book one, you don't owe them more books in that series. Um, you also don't owe your readers any more personal information than what you want to divulge. So all of this, when we talk about what you don't owe to your readers, this is all about allowing you to feel empowered to make these decisions for what works with you. You have the decision to tell them all about your kids and their ages and their birthday parties and the first names of their second cousins, or you can not mention that you have a family at all, right? Those are totally up to you. There are ways to remain personable and engaged with your email newsletter, with your social media followers and not divulge really any sensitive demographic information. They don't need to know your age. They don't need to know where you live. They don't need to know your relationship status, unless you choose to divulge that to them, right? This is all about your personal choice. Here's another one. You don't owe your readers fast releases. You can choose to write 15 books a year, or you can choose to write one book a year, and it is totally your prerogative. Now, when readers come to you and say, Hey, is the next book coming? Remember two things that you do owe them, you owe them gratitude and respect. So that means when they ask you those questions, Hey, when's the next book coming out that you treat them with respect. And that you also make sure that you are expressing how thankful you are that you've got readers who are so enthusiastic to read your next book even if it's not ready to come out yet and even if that question makes you a little anxious because like we know that if the book was ready it would be out we also know that five people a week asking us when it's coming out isn't really going to make us work faster but we do owe our readers respect and gratitude but we do not owe them speed. All right. Now let's flip it around. Let's talk about what our readers owe us. Our readers owe us one thing, and that is money for our books, right? I'm not going to get, I'm not losing sleep over pirated copies or anything like that. I really don't think you should be either, but That is the one thing that we can expect from our readers. And we can, in the language that we use to talk with our newsletters, to write our ads and all of this, we can make it clear that we are not apologizing for the fact that our books cost money. In a way, this is reminding your readers that you are valuable, that art is valuable, that literature is valuable. So don't devalue your work. It's going to do you a disservice and it's actually going to give authors kind of globally a disservice if you do not value the importance of a book, right? So that's what your readers owe you. They owe you money for your book. Now, of course, there are times to do free um, free books, perma-free books, giving books free to people on your art team. There's, there's a time and place for all of that. But remember, it all comes down to what you have chosen to do. All right, I do apologize for those sirens in the background. That's very rare this far out. (laughs) Uh, We're really, really rural and rarely hear that. Anyway, your readers owe you money for your books. They don't owe you reviews. They don't owe you good reviews. They don't owe you um, like a return. So what I mean by that is just because a reader buys book one, they're not obligated to read the rest of the series. They're not obligated to like your book. And like I said before, they're not obligated to leave a review. And if they do leave a review, they're not obligated to leave a a glowing review. Okay. So those are things that we can separate. If you get a bad review, if you get a reader who um, says, yes, they will put a review up and then they don't, there's nothing you can do about that. All right. Now you can make sure that, they don't get more of your free books if they're not going to review it, but don't lose sleep over any of those kinds of things. You can't change how they do or don't like your book. You can't force somebody to leave a review. So these are things that once you realize they don't owe you, then you can let go any disappointment if they don't give it to you, right? Same thing. They don't they're not promising to buy your whole series just because they buy book one. So if you look at your series numbers and let's say you've sold 100 copies of book one and only 30 copies of book two, first of all, that's not an like a terrible um, average. You know, if you can get up to 40% of people or 50% of people who read book one, buy book two, that's great. So 30 out of 100, not too bad. All right. So instead of like grumbling about the 70 people that didn't go on to buy book two, again, what do we owe our readers? We owe them gratitude and respect. So let's respect their choice to not buy book two if it's not for them. And let's respect their choice to determine if it's worth their money to buy the other books in your series. And let's remember that even if they don't go on to read our other books, that we, are, we still owe them gratitude for testing it out, for trying book one, things like that. Okay. Similarly, readers do not you like a lifetime seat on your newsletter list. Some people are going to love your books, but they don't want to get emails from you. And that's totally okay. And some people are going to love getting your emails and never buy your book. That's okay too. So never take it personally. If a reader unsubscribes, never feel bad if like somebody in the real world hasn't subscribed to your newsletter list or anything like that. Like because just because somebody's a personal friend of yours, they that certainly doesn't mean that they owe you to read and like your book. So I basically don't expect any person that I know in the real world. To have read any of my books and i don't expect them to have liked any of my books um it's easier to just keep those totally separate and just remember the things you owe your readers you owe them great books and in addition to that the only things you owe them are gratitude and respect And that similarly, there are lots of things that you don't need to give your readers. And so if you're feeling undue pressure to wrap up a series that has sucked your creativity dry. Now, sometimes just for the marketing standpoint, it's gonna be a good decision to finish up that series, but only do it because you have decided to do it, okay? Because you have taken ownership of that decision and determined that it is the best decision for you to finish that series, right? Remind yourself, you don't owe your readers tons of personal information. You can let them know as much or a little about your real world life as you want. And then again, when when your readers do something that's disappointing, maybe you send out an email to your newsletter list and only like a small handful. Like you send it to a thousand people and only two people buy the book. Okay, that's disappointing for sure. There's maybe things that you could do better in the next email to improve that. But remember. Just because they're on your newsletter list, they're not promising that they're going to buy your books, right? That's not something they owe you. So this is a good way for, for you to just make sure that you're not expecting more from your readers than what they truly do owe you, which is money for your books, and also so that you don't feel like you owe your readers more than you actually do, which is a great story, your gratitude, and your respect. All right, so I hope that that was helpful. I hope it gave you a sense of empowerment so that when you are deciding things like, should I finish this series? Should I press on to release this book this month? Or is it okay to wait a month? I hope that it gives you a little bit of freedom to make sure that you can own those decisions for you and do what's best for you and that you don't have added guilt or pressure because you're giving your readers too much power to kind of control those decisions for you. All right. Have a great day and we'll talk to you soon. This is Alana, and you have been listening to the Successful Writer Podcast. I hope today's episode was encouraging and informative for you to help you level up in your author career. If you want more ongoing support for your marketing, your productivity, and your mindset, please join me and New York Times bestselling author and my teaching bestie, Melissa Storm, in our Patreon writing cave. We've got daily videos, we've got live group chats and sprints and everything you need to increase both your marketing and your productivity for your books. You can find out more and join us starting at the $10 a month level at patreon.com slash writing cave. Thanks again for listening. Have a fabulous day.